Hey, what's going on, my friends? This is the Leafs Convo Podcast for Vanguard Northeast Realty in Scarborough, VanguardNE.ca. It is July 2nd, 2019, the day after Kyle Dubas remodels the Leafs roster. Michael, how are you? Good morning, Norm. Um, I'm well, and uh, I think it's going to be tough to recognize the uh, Maple Leafs when mm-hmm. in September because uh, the roster has been remade pretty much by the two deals made yesterday by Kyle Dubas. Cody Cece's coming in. Aaron Luchuk's coming in. Jason Spezza, Tyson Berry, Alex Kerfoot. Good Lord, Kyle Dubas went to town. But he had an agenda. Did you feel like he got it done? Well, it's funny because I think anybody who's read my stuff on Hockey Buzz and uh, and other places and listened to the, the convo or any other thing that I, that I do knows that my one thing for the Leafs is to get the top four defensemen they've lacked for a while. And now it was in the in the span of twenty in, in the span of mm-hmm. ten hours. They got two of them, mm-hmm. and they're both right-hand shots. Now, I know the analytics community is going is losing their mind about Cody Cece, that his you know, measurables are not great and everything else. But, it, I, you know, I think he's a capable top-four defenseman. He's a right-hand shot. He's you know, been to an Eastern Conference final with the Senators. He's got a year before unrestricted free agency. He's probably going to sign a, a, a one-year deal uh, mm-hmm. fairly soon with the league. He's a you know you can quibble about how good he is, but he is a top four guy. Mm-hmm. Tyson Tyson Berry, um, you know is I know I know people who have called him a right-handed Jake Gardner. Uh, okay. He's a better I think I think he's a better offensive defenseman than Gardner is, and that's saying something. And he's a right-hand shot, and I think eventually you know I think in training camp and during the season he's going to be the defense partner for Morgan Riley. So. You know, now you have a top four of Riley and and uh, Barry and Muzzin and Cece. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's better. That's a better top four than this team has had in probably 10, 12 years. I hate to. I don't want to be negative about it because there's no real reason to be negative about what Kyle Dubas had to do. I mean, he's trying to clear space because Mitch Marner still needs to be signed. The team needed some new defensemen, considering defensemen were on their way out. But have the Leafs – do the Leafs have that shutdown defenseman now? No. Do they have that shutdown defenseman in their sights? With all of the presents that were left under the tree by Santa Dubas and all the great things that – you know, we have to look forward to with these new players who are looking to either rejuvenate a career, uh, take it to the next level. Can't wait. But I still feel like this team needs, you know, uh, uh, sleeves rolled up. I don't give a shit about points. I just want to, you know, defend the end kind of player, Mike. Is that coming? Or are we going into a season with a bunch of run-and-gun defensemen who – are going to thrill us in the same way the defensemen on this team have thrilled us in the past. They're also mm-hmm. going to, you know, have us break out the Tums and the Rolades game after game because there's still something left to be desired on the ice. Well, I, I think that, you know, I mean, first of all, there are not many teams in the league that have 
those types of defensemen. You know, Alex Pitarangelo is one, Chara is one, you know, Jacob Truba. I mean, there are maybe 10, 12 really effective shutdown defensemen, big guys that can, you know, clear the front of the net. I mean, it, it seems to be an, uh, a, a dying breed right now. I, now, there are, I think there are still guys that the Leafs can get relatively cheaply in free agency that can, I, I'm, I'm looking at the situation where I think they need a, 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 a penalty-killing veteran defenseman to clear to the front of the net and to play on the bottom pairing probably with Travis Dermott, um, you know, unless they think that, Rasmus Sandin or uh, Timothy Loikren are ready uh, to start the season. I think there's still a little bit of a hole, and, and Dermott's going to be out probably the first month or so of the season. You know, guy, a guy like Dan Girardi who's out there as a free agent uh, might be the answer. There are a few others, you know, veteran type guys who could fit that role. I don't think they're going to. I don't think they're going to be relatively you know expensive. So mm-hmm. I think it's somebody that they can get. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little concerned about you know the fact that you know Barry is not a shutdown guy. He's a more of an offensive, up tempo guy. Um, Cece's not a, not a small defenseman, but he's known more as being uh, in, I can't say offensive, but not a great defensive defenseman. So that it is it is a need, and I think it still can be met. But um, there's there's a lot of summer still left. I'm excited about new blood coming in to the fold for sure. I don't want to be in a position though in November, early December where we are essentially saying the same thing we did last year, man, this team scores goals. This team can thrill, but man, it is not cohesive. It is not responsible in its own end. There's only one way to find out if these guys are indeed an upgrade over the players who've left, and that's to go play at the games. But it seems to me like we're, we, we've just essentially changed out bodies, um, but kept the same skill set, same mindset uh, with the new unit. And I'm not, again, I'm not poo-pooing on it, okay? But clearly, if you listen to the podcast, folks, if you're a hate listener, if you're an OG, a convert, you know what Mike and I want. We want to see a team that's configured to win a cup. We want to see a team that's configured to be as good as the Bruins uh, to do what the St. Louis Blues did. In the comment section uh, in the, on the community platform, do you think with these moves, the Leafs are closer to getting to where they need to be? And that's like the ultimate contender to win the Stanley Cup. Michael, Nazem Kadri's run as a Maple Leaf is over. I remember mm-hmm. the 09 draft. Kadri picked, what, seventh overall? Sixth or seventh? And Brian Burke making the announcement, the selection at the podium. With the seventh pick, the Leafs picked Nazem Kadri. Like, it was a, a no-brainer. And I'm, I'm glad they picked Naz, you know? He brought a lot of jam uh, to a team that, you know, to a, to a crest, to a, an organization that's had great players who've played that role, that tough role, that agitation role, that no fear mm-hmm. role, sometimes silly role, dumb role. But you know what? Um, salute to Nazem Kadri for all he did for this team. Too bad it didn't end up with a cup. Well, uh, it's funny because on the conference call yesterday, you know, a, a reporter asked, whether the, the second suspension was a determining factor, whether Nazem Kadri returned as a, uh, you know, as a 
player on the Maple Leafs, the long, I believe the longest tenured Maple Leaf um, at that, at that point. And Dubis said it was more the demand uh, for a second line center and the fact that they, they were stacked up the middle. Now, I don't know if I believe that I, I believe that his career ended once he made that stupid play against Jake DeBrusque mm-hmm. and, and his career is a leaf. They couldn't, they couldn't deal with the fact that, you know, he did it again and probably cost them the first round. But I do admit the fact that, you know, they, the, the, the Tavares signing allowed them, you know, they needed a rep- to replace him as a third line center. And they got Alex Kerfoot in the deal. And I think Alex Kerfoot will be their third line center. Although some people say that he's versatile enough to play the wing, but they're strong on the wing. So they don't need that. It's either going to be him or, or Nylander. Um, but they, they, you know, they had some flexibility to move Kadri if they could get the top four defensemen that they've been lo- looking for. And the opportunity to get Barry at a 50% discount with, the Avalanche retaining 50% of his salary was just too good to pass up. Yeah, no doubt. Um, as you know, the Leafs over Leafs, none of these guys will be Leafs forever. But I think we're all going to be Leafs fans forever for as long as we live. Hopefully we can see the Leafs win a Stanley Cup. Just a couple of quick hits. Jason Spezza back as, what, the fourth line center, third line center. He's maybe shift a little duty. Nothing wrong with having a, a veteran guy in the locker room. It only took him 20 years to come back to the GTA as a hockey player. Okay story, as long as he stays healthy and hangs out. I mean, he's got the speed of Jason Allison, but I'm sure he'll have the dedication of a young player being back wearing the blue and white. Yeah, I, th- I think this is a no-brainer move based on – I mean, I wrote a few days ago about veteran guys who could come in for league minimum. And, you know, Spezza, you know, from the Toronto area, drafted second overall early early in the century, uh, had has had a great career, known as a great locker room guy and somebody who, you know, puts in the effort. You know, I think he's a perfect fourth-line center. The, the Freddie Gauthier experiment – is over. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, if you put Spezza on the fourth line, limit his minutes to maybe, and this is the thing, it's not going to be a situation where uh, you're afraid to put out that fourth line center and you're going to put about seven or eight minutes and have to overload on Matthews and, uh, and Tavares that the, the Leafs don't want to do that. You know, to have a veteran guy who can win faceoffs and, you know, uh, play 10, 11, 12 minutes, that makes sense. And again, um, Dubas in the conference call yesterday said, you know, after trading Kadri, after uh, the the Marlowe situation, the team, the, the most experienced player in terms of age was Jake Muzzin. So bringing in a 36-year-old Spezna and somebody who's seen a lot of action, somebody knows the league well, was an important thing. I, I think, like I said, I think they're going to probably add another veteran or two um, to the club just to see, you know, just to round out the roster. And that probably will happen as the summer elapses. Alex Kerfoot, we should be really excited about him. He, he was a New Jersey draft pick who went to, went to Harvard for four years, had a great career at Harvard, signed as an un, unsigned free agent with Colorado and had two pretty good years, 42 and 43 points. So, and he's 24 years old, and his when 
he's an RFA when his contract is signed. He's probably going to end up in the two point five to three million dollar range, maybe a little higher on a on a bridge deal. In terms of money, in terms of the type of player he is, he's speedy. He's not big, but he's an effective, smart player. He fits in perfectly as a third line guy uh, behind Matthews and behind uh, Tavares. So I think it, you know the the key to that deal was getting the defenseman and getting the cadre replacement in the deal for cadre. And, uh, you know, if it works out, it's a home run for Kyle Dubas. Just a few more things before we go. This is the Leafs combo for Vanguard Northeast Realty and Scarborough Vanguard, NE.ca, Hanan Goldfarb. Thank you so much for all of your support. OGs, Converse, hate listeners, thank you too. The Leafs may be lacking particulars, like top-notch particulars that would – allow us to feel even more comfortable about what they may accomplish in the season ahead. But this team does not lack bodies, whether it's older players, younger players. Training camp is going to be really interesting because there are going to be a lot of players fighting for positions. And as we um, project rosters for late 19, early 20, where do my boys Mason Marchment and Jeremy Brocko fit in. Well, with Marchment uh, and Brocko, they they have to make the the game game one roster, and not just make the twenty three man roster. They either have to play, or they're going to play with the Marlies. It makes no sense for them to be, you know, taxi squad guys. Marchment, I believe, will be the fourth line left winger with a good training camp. If he doesn't make a ton of mistakes, if he doesn't get hurt. Uh, I think he fits in well on the fourth line on a team, as, you, as, we, as we both mentioned, that is not exactly a physical dyn- dynamo. But, uh, you know, it's, he'll have to have a camp good camp that he impresses. He'll have to ma- not make any mistakes. He'll have to not get the attention of Mike Babcock in a negative way. And I think, you know, the way he's played the last couple of years, that's, that's highly possible. Uh, Brocko, once Marner signed, even though the, the Leafs have traded Connor Brown, um, it, it could be Trevor Moore that fits in as a fourth line guy. Now Moore mm-hmm. Moore can play both left and right wing, so I, I think Moore could shift over to the one side. The other player that would challenge him is Ilya Mikhaev, the the Russian that the the Leafs signed uh, after the right after the, uh, the the loss to Boston, who is a bigger body. And Babcock has said he fits in as a left winger, even though he played the right side. Uh, in the KHL. So, you know, there is some competition there. And if, if Brocko makes the team, if he plays well enough and makes the team, but isn't making the roster in terms of the night, the, you know, the 12 forwards that play against Ottawa on opening night, then it makes no sense for him to sit on the bench with Nick Patan or, you know, Kenny Agostino, whoever the two extra forwards are. So that, that, you know, it's going to be a battle. And if, you know, Brocko stands on his head, he has a chance to make the team, but um, he may start the season with the Marlies. When do these guys get a chance to play in the NHL, and how long is it going to take? How much more do they need to prove at the AHL level? And if Kyle Dubas values what's going on with the Marlies as much as fans seem to think he does, and he, he does, but, you know, Sheldon Keefe, he's got to come up, right? But what about the players? Sheldon Keefe's great and all, but what about the players who are knocking at the door? Sheldon Keefe is part of that Cosa Nostra with Dubas and 
Nylander and all the stat guys. That's great. But what about Brocco? What about Marshman? That's they're ready to play now too. So where's their opportunity? I know they're not number 29, but where's their opportunity? I want to see those guys get an opportunity, Mike. Answer that. Then I have one last question. We've got to go. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, honestly, some of the the additions on this team were meant to give the young guys on the Marlies more time because the, the belief is, and it, that may mean half a season, that may mean an entire season, but you bring Spezza in as your fourth-line center, that probably knocks Freddie Gauthier down to the Marlies, uh, unless they're afraid that somebody's going to claim uh, him on waivers, which I don't think is a, is a valid fear. Um, you're, you bring in Mikhaev, you add some – and some other forwards, you know, that uh, probably take up those extra spots up up front on the on the Leafs. But most of the signings yesterday, the Nick Shores, the mm-hmm. Kenny Agostinos, I think were meant to stock the Marlies. So um, these kids, Engvall and Marchman and Brocco and Lilligren and Sandin, I think they'll be Leafs. It's just a question of when, sure. and, it, and it may not be you know, in October, it may be in January or maybe next October. Real quick, Mike, how does the Sebastian Ajo offer sheet from the Montreal Canadiens affect what the Maple Leafs want to do or does it? I actually think yesterday was a, was a great day in terms of the whole Marner scenario, because if you saw the signing of Timo Meyer as a restricted free agent with the San Jose Sharks, a four-year deal, for $6 million per for a guy who scored 30 goals last year. I'm not saying he's a comparable to Marner, but you saw that. And then the Ajo offer sheet, which was $8.4 million for five years, front-loaded with, with a crap load of, of signing bonus. If, the, if the, you know, Ajo is – he's a center, and he, I think, is in the same level of playing field that Marner is. So if, if Paul Marner and Darren Ferris go out and say, well, we want 11 – I think 31 general managers are going to laugh. I don't think there's an offer sheet out there that that somebody is going to offer Mitch Marner, you know, 10, 11, 12 million dollars. It's just not happening. So I'm not saying it put it puts the Leafs in control of the situation, but there has to be some reasonable negotiations here to get a deal done, and I think it'll happen now. Marner and Ferris standing there waving placards that say, "Look at us. What about us? We're the most important thing going on." Dubas and his crew just said, screw you guys. We have business to do. And boy, did they do it on July 1st, 2019. Michael, great convoying with you. We'll do it soon. Thanks, Norm. We would like to thank Vanguard Northeast Realty in Scarborough, title sponsor of the Leafs Convo, demonstrating passion for the industry and a superior level of excellence in selling, leasing, and marketing your property. Vanguard Northeast Realty.